It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Trump fallout. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. Are you being a sore loser? Like an obese turtle on his back flailing in the hot sun realizing his time is over. We all knew he would do this. I didn't expect this to break my heart. Then, was there a plot to attack the convention center where votes are being counted? This is the Hummer and the two men parked just a block away. And Little Red Wagon Conspiracy Theory solved. Looks like one of those light boxes. Wait till you hear what was really inside the big black box. Plus, is this America's new first family? All about the Bidens, the grandkids. <laughs> I want you to be my grandchildren. The little known daughter. I'm Ashley Biden. And troubled Hunter Biden as he tries to rebuild his life. And what's next for the Trumps? Straight from these Trump insiders. Where do you think he'd go? And elevator wars. If someone walks in an elevator with you, should you walk out? Looking forward, no talking, no laughing. Plus, Al Roker medical crisis. Turns out I have prostate cancer. It's a little aggressive. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is almost over. America continued to hold its breath today, waiting for final word on the election. With the record number of voters, it has all come down to just a few thousand ballots to determine the winner. And while it looks as though it will be Joe Biden, as Stephen Fabian reports, President Trump is not going quietly. The end is in sight. Joe Biden is inching closer and closer to locking up a victory over... Overnight, the tide turned against the president, first in Georgia, then the big one, Pennsylvania. In the last couple of minutes, uh, while he had been way ahead for a long time, Donald Trump is now trailing uh, Joe Biden in the Keystone state of Pennsylvania. When the news came down, there was dancing in the streets. And these people broke out in song, mocking President Trump's campaign rally favorite. But the president is not going down without a fight. It was 6.46 p.m. Thursday when the president spoke to reporters, sounding dejected. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. He spoke for 17 minutes, repeating unverified claims of voter fraud. This is a case where they're trying to steal an election. 
They're trying to rig an election. The networks revolted, cutting away before he was finished. We have to interrupt here because the president has uh, made a number of uh, false statements. The president took no questions, but as he walked away, CNN's Jim Acosta fired off this zinger. Are you being a sore loser? Lie after lie after lie. The reaction to Trump's address was swift and brutal. It's not true. It's ugly. It's frankly pathetic. And we see him like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, realizing his time is over. We all knew he would do this. Stephen Colbert got emotional. <sighs> what I didn't know is that he would hurt so much. I didn't expect this to break my heart. But Trump loyalists are all in. President Trump won this election. I'm going to donate $500,000 tonight uh, to President Trump's defense legal fund. The word from the White House is he will not concede. I'm told by sources here at the White House that President Trump has no plans to concede, even if Joe Biden claims victory after being declared the projected winner. Is there anyone inside the president's circle who can go and tell him it's time, it's time to accept this with grace? That's a conversation that I'm told the president's allies are still having. They're not sure who that person is going to be. They've talked about Jared Kushner. They've talked about someone like an Ivanka Trump. But so far, they haven't figured out who it is that's going to bring the president to terms with reality. As the nation braces for a long legal battle, the Biden camp is forging ahead with transition plans. And there's this nightmare scenario. What happens if the president refuses to leave the White House, even after all the official returns are in, and he's the clear loser? If you are not the electoral vote winner on January 20th of the following year, you're no longer the president. You're a trespasser. And as the vote counting continues, tensions are rising around the country. In Philadelphia, police arrested two armed men found near the convention center. As Les Front reports, law enforcement received a tip about an alleged plot to attack the ballot counting site. We're learning disturbing new details about an alleged plot to attack the convention center in Philadelphia, where votes are still being counted. An anonymous tip led police to swarm a silver Hummer with Virginia plates. The 2003 silver Hummer driven by the alleged plotters is still parked here a block away from the convention center. It's got an American flag here. If you look at this, veterans plates there from Virginia and right here, a QAnon sticker. Check this out around the front. There's also a QAnon hat right there on the dashboard. And over here, check it out, a parking ticket. Police say two armed men were arrested. Video shows one of them being questioned by cops, then taken away in handcuffs. He's 61-year-old Antonio LaMada, who claims on his website to be a crisis response security expert. Most elections don't get this heated, but there are several different criminal offenses, both felony and misdemeanor, that exist under the Pennsylvania election code. Uh, we are looking closely at them in light of the evidence that we have at this time. Fueling the tension, former White House strategist Steve Bannon launched an extraordinary attack on Dr. Anthony Fauci and FBI Director Christopher Wray. In his podcast, War Room, he said they should both be beheaded at the start of Trump's second term. I'd put the heads on pikes, right? I'd put them at the two corners of the White House as a warning to federal bureaucrats. You either get with the program or you're gone. Twitter permanently suspended his account. With the election balanced on a knife edge, there are protests across America. In New York, 
cops on bicycles were deployed to control hundreds of protesters marching in support of Joe Biden. There were 20 arrests, including this person wearing an evening gown. Where are my shoes? Where are my And there were scenes of anger and frustration among Trump supporters in Arizona, where Biden holds a narrow lead. And with the election so close, conspiracy theories are abounding. The latest involves video of a child's wagon being wheeled into a polling center in Detroit. Did that wagon actually contain a black ballot lockbox after Tuesday's deadline? Not exactly. What's in that little red wagon being wheeled into the convention center in Detroit where ballots are being counted? To conspiracy theorists, something nefarious is taking place. Kelly Sorrell, a pro-Trump lawyer, shot the video and posted it on a conservative website. Looks like one of those lockboxes. I wish I could tell. It was 2.40 in the morning. I think all the polling places were closed. And yet we have a box. The video quickly went viral. What was the guy in black doing under the cover of darkness? Well, it turns out it's not voter fraud. The guy lugging the wagon is a TV cameraman reporting for the start of his early morning shift. The TV reporter working with him went on Facebook to explain. Because the person wheeling that wagon is a Channel 7 photographer. And he was wheeling in that wagon news equipment, as you see there. The box, called a Pelican case, is standard in many TV newsrooms. We wanted to set the record straight for you because that is clear misinformation. It's wildly irresponsible, and it's also not true. So another conspiracy theory debunked. But Republican Party Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel insists she knows of real cases of voter fraud. I have talked to people. These aren't people I'm just hearing from. This isn't something I'm seeing on the internet. And we want to vet it, and we want it to be credible, too. Looks like one of those lockboxes. Yeah, it wasn't one of those lockboxes. If the vote total does go Joe Biden's way, America will be getting to know a brand-new first family. Bidens, of course, are no strangers to Washington, D.C. And as Jim Murray reports, the glue that keeps the family together is Dr. Jill Biden, who herself is a force to reckon with. With Joe Biden on the verge of victory, we're learning more about America's presumptive new first family, tightly knit and tempered by tragedy. Along with the new president comes a first lady unlike any other in Jill Biden. She's going to continue her career as a teacher if she becomes first lady. And we've never had a first lady who's held a paying job before. Five of President-elect Biden's grandchildren joined him on the campaign trail, and there was no mistaking his pride as he introduced them. This is Natalie and Hunter, and I want you to meet Maisie. By the way, two-time, two-team All-State. And also, this is my oldest, Naomi, named after my deceased daughter. She is a, just a graduate from law school. But his 50-year-old son, Hunter, has been kept out of sight for the entire campaign. His last known address, this apartment in Los Angeles. His tumultuous personal life, controversial business dealings, and admitted past drug use have been a source of concern to the campaign and a key rallying cry for President Trump. 
Hunter Biden spoke with ABC's Amy Robach last year before slipping into the shadows. Do you think you're a distraction right now? No, I'm not necessarily a distraction to his campaign. Um, I, I'm never a distraction to my dad. Hunter's train wreck of a life has been a sensitive issue for the Biden campaign. He dated his late brother Bo's widow, and he had a child out of wedlock, reportedly with an ex-stripper. He's now married to South African Melissa Cohen after knowing her just six days. They live in Los Angeles and had a son last March. President Trump taunted Joe Biden about Hunter at the first debate. Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. It wasn't cocaine use. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's, he's, he's fixed it. Now, Hunter's revealing that he's taken up painting and that being an artist is literally keeping me sane. This new photo shows Hunter smiling and looking healthy. Biden's daughter is the little-known Ashley. She's 39, a campaigner for criminal justice reform and a fashion designer. Ashley spoke at Bo's funeral about the blended family's bond. When I was in first grade, I drew a picture of what made me happy. And it was me holding hands with my two brothers. And I wrote, happiness is being with my brothers. So after four years of the Trumps, Ivanka, Don Jr., Eric, Tiffany, and of course, first boy Barron, who we've seen grow into a fine young man, it looks like we now have the Bidens, America's new first family. And today it was announced that Joe Biden will be addressing the nation tonight during a primetime television appearance. No matter the final result of the election, a lot of people doubt that Donald Trump and his family will simply walk away into the sunset. So what is next for them after the Trump presidency? What's next for President Trump if Thank he officially much. loses the election and Joe Biden is inaugurated president next January 20th, 2021? My prediction is he probably takes a few weeks off. He'll want to stay relevant. He likes attention, so he'll probably have a television show and or a television channel in his future. Trump family biographer Gwenda Blair says his sole purpose after leaving the White House will be to make money. From all indications, and certainly from recent reports about his financial situation, he will be scrambling to uh, find another source of income. Barbara Rez, former VP of the Trump Organization and author of Tower of Lies, what my 18 years of working with Donald Trump reveals about him, thinks a move is in his future. I think that he will, would maybe leave the country. Where do you think he'd go? I don't know. You know, I was speculating about that, too, and I was thinking, uh, maybe an island nation or something like that. He did hint at that possibility at a rally a few weeks ago, but everyone assumed it was a joke. Could you imagine if I lose my whole life? What am I going to do? I'm going to say I lost to the worst candidate in the history of politics. I'm not going to feel so good. Maybe I'll have to leave the country. I don't know. Almost 70 million Americans voted for Trump. So one possibility is that he will run again in 2024, although he'd be 78 years old. Running again in 2024, when he'll be um, really pushing it age-wise, seems unlikely. But he's got a lot of protégés named Trump in the wings, also one named Kushner. Uh, so I think that he'll be very busy promoting what he would hope to be uh, a dynasty. 
There's a lot of buzz about a Trump family political dynasty like the Kennedys. One scenario, Donald Trump Jr. running for office. Politico says he is the most poised to take up his father's mantle. But Anthony Scaramucci believes it's Ivanka who President Trump is going to push to enter the political arena. I think uh, he would love to see her be the first woman president. And what of Trump's marriage to Melania? Will it survive post-presidency? I don't think she's going anywhere. I think being uh, the wife of, of, a, of Donald Trump and living in a very luxury, luxurious, uh, you know, gilded life uh, seems to be something that she likes. And if she's out of the scrutiny of the White House, all the better. The president and first lady have been married for 15 years. You know, we've covered a lot of police chases over the years, but never one quite like this. It's a high-speed chase, not on a highway, but on yes. an airport tarmac. He's on the runway. Watch as the driver races up and down the runway at Van Nuys Airport in Los Angeles. Got some craziness going on at Van Nuys Airport. The knucklehead takes his hands off the wheel and waves through the sunroof and window, all as planes continue to taxi around. He then races through the runway into the grass, trying to shake the police. The suspect crashes through a fence and was taken into custody. Wow, back with more right after this. Next, Elevator Wars. If someone walks in an elevator with you, should you walk out? Looking forward, no talking, no laughing. Plus, Al Roker medical crisis. Turns out I have prostate cancer. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. How do you ride an elevator safely in the age of COVID-19? The CDC recommends limiting the number of passengers, but getting everyone to comply has led to some pretty tense confrontations. Amber Cagliano reports. Elevator wars are breaking out across the USA. In Florida, an elderly couple get into an elevator with a two-person-only rule and stop another passenger from stepping in. And when the elevator stops at this floor and someone else tries to get in, there's a shoving match. In our COVID-weary world, apprehension can rise faster than an express elevator. No, 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 give me in, this is a Forget it, it's ridiculous, okay. This woman gets into it with a man who says he was putting his mask on in the elevator. He tried to get on the elevator without a mask. I told him to put on the mask. You can understand why some people feel tense these days when it comes to being in an elevator with other passengers. It's a confined space and everyone's breathing the same air. Don't crowd people. Most of these elevators have markings where to stand. Jack Caravanos, an NYU public health professor, says everyone must wear a mask when they ride an elevator. I would recommend looking forward, no talking, no laughing, no conversation. Is there concern with the buttons, Jack? Yes, COVID virus can be on the buttons. So my recommendation is press the, press the button with something hard, or you could even use your knuckle. And when the elevator arrives? Don't get in an elevator if there's people inside without wearing masks. Good advice in the ongoing elevator wars. Number of colleges have recommended able-bodied students take the stairs instead of riding the elevator. When we come back, Al Roker reveals a medical crisis on live TV. 2020 has been a bad year for everyone, and for beloved weatherman Al Roker, it's gotten worse.
from our friend Al, because mm -hmm. I know you have some news you want to share this A morning. stunning moment on the Today Show from Al Roker. Turns out I have prostate cancer. Good news is we caught it early. Uh, not great news is that it's a little aggressive, so I'm going to be taking some time off to take care of this. The 66-year-old TV personality got the diagnosis following a routine physical. You hear the word cancer, and, you know, your mind goes... Yeah, it's the next level. Roker, who will have surgery to remove his prostate, is facing this medical crisis with his trademark sense of humor. If that's what it takes to get 2020 out, then let's just get it out of the way. Boom! Let's just finish it off. I'm ready. How about you? Well, we send you our very best. One in nine men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. And for African-American men, the number is one in seven. We'll be thinking about you, Al. And when we come back, married but can't agree on politics. Finally, the great political divide under the same roof. This squeaker of an election isn't just fraying all of our nerves, it's putting a strain on some marriages. It's at a point where you, you kind of look at each other and you're like, Wow, do you really feel that way? Like, you know, who I, are you? Yeah. Terry and Reagan Long, who live in North Carolina, have been married for 15 years. She voted for Trump. He voted for Biden. There's times in the past three months we've looked at each other, like, in disgust. Yeah. Both of us. Who are you? Yeah. And the way it ends is, you know, usually a, a door slam. They even argue over which network to watch the returns. My office does not leave uh, CNN. As I come out in the living room, Fox News is on. And so I can't get a drink without hearing something that I totally disagree with. A house divided for now, but love is sure to win out. <laughs> That's right. Hug it out. That's Inside Edition. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.